Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Healing Life Wisdom. I'm Tiffany Windsor. On this episode, my guest and I will be talking about important news that we have come across in the past few weeks that we'd like to share with you. I'm delighted to welcome my guest, Candice Licione. Hi, Candice. Hi, Tiffany. As always, I'm so glad to be here. Well, it's it, I always look forward to Sunday nights because we get to catch up and we get to share some really great information. And as our regular listeners know, it is our passion at Healing Life Wisdom to share information for living your best life. Candace and I have been sharing our wisdom for the past 30-plus years, and a few months back, we decided we wanted to reach out from our local circles, which are on the East Coast and the West Coast, so we decided to launch this podcast. It's an interesting process that we go through every week, trying to determine what topics we want to talk about. Sometimes it's very personal stories, and sometimes it's topics that we think you should know more about. Yes, there's always so much going on in our world these days that we need to be sure that we can share it with everybody and they're more informed. Well, I want to inform everyone tonight about 5G. Now, this is a topic that's been on my radar for the past year or so. Technically speaking, 5G is the next generation of broadband connection. There has been great concern in the news sources that I follow that we should be concerned about the radiation associated with 5G technology. Over the years, you have been using 2G, 3G, and 4G, but now, once again, things are speeding up. I've been gathering information for months and months, and it's really difficult to keep up with all the news regarding this next generation of wireless because there is a lot of marketing and rebuttals going on. I'm really sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies, as are many others. For instance, I tried to switch to a different cell phone manufacturer a few years back, and it gave me such a bad headache when I used it that I had to return it and go back to my prior service. What brought this topic of 5G back to mind for me is that in the March 14th issue of my local Thousand Oaks Acorn newspaper, the front page headline was, Expert predicts wave of wireless to hit Thousand Oaks. The sub-headline reads, Rules leave little room for public oversight. What this article revealed for me is that the FCC has taken control of and limited or absolutely removed public feedback in our local communities. Our city council found that the only way to meet the new FCC rules that require 5G applications be processed within two to three months was to go forward by handling without public notice, hearings, or appeals, and they passed an urgency ordinance because otherwise they couldn't meet the FCC's rules of the two to three month processing of applications. The 5G technology apparently promises to bring speeds that are 10 to 100 times faster than current cellular capabilities. That sounds good, right? Well, not necessarily. 
Because 5G technology uses smaller towers, it needs more of them because the radius for each is about 300 to 500 feet instead of the miles covered by 4G towers. That means in my town of about 40 square miles, it states in this article that the city's four wireless carriers would require between 4,000 and 5,000 new cell sites. So I wondered how many are going to end up on my street? While the regulations limit antennas to a maximum of three cubic feet in size, there's no limit on the number of antennas at any one street light or public right-of-way structure. Placing these macro sites so close together is apparently the only way to keep the ultra-high frequencies of 5G safe enough to use, because if the signal gain was increased enough to allow for long distances at those frequencies, some serious health issues would occur. Communication over these radio bands isn't something new, so all the pitfalls are well known and the right precautions have been taken. We hope. I read at ehtrust.org that Verizon and Sprint have announced test cities for 5G, which include Sacramento, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Dallas, Miami, and New York. A first glance at U.S. government websites such as the CDC or the EPA, the information shared could lead you to believe that this radiation is safe. Yet over 240 scientists and doctors from 41 nations who have published research in the field have appealed to the United Nations calling for urgent action to reduce these ever-grown wireless exposures, and they wrote the FCC for a moratorium on the rollout of 5G, citing the serious risk to human health and the environment. Published peer-reviewed science already indicates that the current wireless technologies of 2G, 3G, and 4G that are in use today with our cell phones, computers, and wearable tech create radio frequency exposures which pose a serious health risk to humans, animals, and the environment. Scientists are cautioning that before rolling out 5G, research on human health effects urgently needs to be done first to ensure the public and the environment are protected. So, I before I, I jump ahead, Candace, had, had you heard about 5G in your neck of the woods on the East Coast? I've heard the words 5G, but I had no idea what that meant and didn't think it had anything to do with me. <laughs> yeah, because you don't use a cell phone. So. I, don't, I don't use a cell phone, and uh, <laughs> I'm not much for computers and things. But, no, I mean, I've heard 5G, and, and of course, I think in a, um, a thing where that would be great, most people would think, because they don't know much about it. Right. So I'm going to continue with some interesting information here. So instead of prudent public health measures to ensure the public safety, governments such as the United States are quickly rolling out 5G networks in neighborhoods and are enacting various state and federal regulations to streamline and fast-track the rollout, like I just talked about my neighborhood. These regulations will end the ability of communities to halt and be a part of the decision-making process in this massive 5G infrastructure build-out. That's, as I said, that's exactly what's happening in my town. Wireless company documents clearly state that 5G will increase the levels of RF radiation in the vicinity of the antennas. Many countries, such as 
China, India, Poland, Russia, Italy, and Switzerland have far more protective and stricter radiation limits, which will not allow the deployment of 5G as the increased 5G radiation would exceed their limits. These countries are creating roadblocks to the 5G rollout, even though the broadband industry has launched large-scale efforts to try to loosen the radiation limits. Obviously, the wireless companies with the FCC support are silencing community feedback. And who decides what amount of radiation is healthy? What about those macro boxes that are possibly going to end up in front of our homes? With their small broadcast radius of 300 to 500 feet, they're certainly going to be in your neighborhoods. Now, in my social media feed this last week, I read that a Belgian government minister has announced that Brussels is halting its 5G plans due to health effects. The statement from the Minister of the Government of the Brussels Capital Region reads, I cannot welcome such technology if the radiation standards which must protect the citizen are not respected, 5G or not. The people of Brussels are not guinea pigs whose health I can sell at a profit. We cannot leave anything to doubt. This government minister identified that a 5G pilot project is not compatible with Belgian radiation safety standards and stated that she does not intend to make an exception. In my home state of California, I found so far that only Marin County, um, the Marin County town of Mill Valley, voted in early September 2018 to ban new sites in residential zoned areas, not because they might be ugly, but because of fears over their electromagnetic fields. So, okay, I'm one person in a small town who's concerned about the reports on 5G's effects on our health. But this week, as we all start reading entire cities and countries banning this technology, I start to realize that we may not be hearing the entire story regarding the health risks. I'm sure this isn't the last time I'll be bringing up this topic, Candace. I know it's not the last time, because <laughs> you've been telling me about this for a little while, and I've just been nodding nicely and, and, and not doing much about it, because I really didn't know anything about it. So I think it's very interesting that we start um, bringing all this information up to people's um, – um, to decide what to do with yeah. it, because um, it hasn't come up here locally at all, but I know it will come up one of these days. I did read after I put tonight's information together that – uh, I actually put this in a blog post on HealingLifeWisdom.com that there was a writer in Chicago that went to go test out the 5G thing for Verizon, and he was saying how spotty it was. And I thought, well, I wonder if he really understands that that they have to have a lot of these little macro cell towers, for lack of it, cell sites, uh, in order for the, the coverage to actually work. So he said very close to the phone store where he was. It was great. Uh, but as he was walking around to other areas of town, it wasn't working. And I, I, I just don't think a lot of people really understand if my little town is, in order to meet the needs of the four cell phone carriers, have to have 4,000 to 5,000 of these broadcasting boxes, <laughs> uh, I can't imagine what that means for our country. I can't imagine either, and hopefully we, we will hear more and more about this and uh, we can uh, let people know that this is happening And because I don't think there's been any um, information uh, 
given to us. And you're saying that they're, you know, not letting the public know anyway. So, anyway, I think it's time to move on to another subject. But okay. everyone can think about that one. And um, go read my let's... blog post because there's more. Yeah. There's more links on that. Okay, <laughs> and I'll go read I'm it too. About this one. Okay. <laughs> yes. Last week we introduced you to thefoodbabe.com. She's an advocate who is making a big difference in the food industry. She has a new book out called Feeding You Lies that details all the food corruption that's going on. For instance, did you know that Kellogg sells safer, cleaner products in other countries? As she writes, nothing makes her more angry than companies who put profits over people, especially when they make promises they don't keep. In 2015, Kellogg's told the media that they were removing artificial dyes, red number 40, blue number 1, and yellow number 6, from Fruit Loops in America. They were already selling Fruit Loops without these dyes in the in England and other countries. So it should have been a swift and easy transition. At the time, they said it would be completed by 2018. But we're still waiting for them to make this change. Are they going to keep their promise? There's absolutely no reason why Kellogg's cannot, can't sell the same products that they sell overseas here in America. If a company can get away with using cheaper ingredients, they will. Given a choice, they'll always opt for the cheaper flavor enhancer, the cheaper color additive, the cheaper preservative, and the cheaper GMO ingredient, even if these cheaper alternatives have a negative impact on our health. Candace and I have been reading the Food Babe's new book, Feeding You Lies, and I finished the book this last week. Did you finish yours, Candace? I didn't finish it, but I tend to read these books to my customers at the shop, <laughs> so we don't go along as fast. So I was reading the book to uh, whoever was sitting around this week, um, trying to keep them up, because a lot of these people aren't going to read the book, so I feel I need to do it for them. So I'm still hey, reading that's it. A, that's great. So the Food Babe dedicated an entire chapter in her book to this very subject, because there's so much more that you need to know. The food industry doesn't care about your health. So you really need to. On her Facebook feed, she recently shared an infographic that shows that America's version of Fruit Loops has 28 ingredients listed. The Australia version has nine ingredients. And when the Australian packaging refers to natural colors, they reference carmine, carmine, which I actually think is a bug. I think it's a beetle, (laughs) but um, I guess that must be better than then the red number one and yellow and such. Also, there's paprika, vegetable, carbon, turmeric, and copper chlorophyll. There's none of the red 40, blue number one, or yellow number six artificial coloring included in the Australian version. I have posted this infographic on our new blog post at healinglifewisdom.com, and Kellogg's must be selling a lot of this cereal still because it's still available. And I admit, I ate it as a child. I'm sure I did, too. I don't remember. It was not my favorite. But um, anyway, I also noticed in her book um, she was talking about McDonald's French fries. And um, in uh, England, McDonald's French fries um, have four ingredients. Our version here in the United States, McDonald's French fries have 14 ingredients. So it is possible to do better better food and they're not doing it. That's just amazing to me. So they're using more ingredients, but they must be cheaper because that's that's the bottom line for these companies. Well, again, on is, McDonald's, again, it's, it's fast food. It, it's supposed to be fast, not cheap. <laughs> it was only ever supposed to be fast. Now it's it's all about money. Right. 
So we really want everyone to be aware. We've said this before. Read your food labels front and back because on the front they may say natural, which is something that has been misleading on a lot of labels. So read the complete ingredients list on the back and and take a look for any of those ingredients that uh, you we have advised you uh, you need to be looking out for and those that you're researching on your own. Absolutely. Um, next topic we're going to talk about is sunscreen harmful. This is an issue I've been bringing up a lot um, to people in my shop through the years, but nobody pays any attention to it because it hasn't, again, the information hasn't really gotten out. It is a topic that stirs up lots of debate from both sides. As you know, sunscreen use has risen in the past decades as media outlets and doctors tout the benefits of sunscreen for protecting your skin against skin cancer and sunburn. The problem with this billion-dollar-a-year market, not all sunscreens are created equal, and in many cases, sunscreen is harmful, not helpful. As I mentioned, many sunscreens contain toxic ingredients. In fact, since sunscreen use began, skin cancer rates have actually risen. Um, has actually risen. In 2007, a document from the FDA stated that the FDA is not aware of data demonstrating that sunscreen use alone helps prevent skin cancer. In fact, most reports show that most sunscreens actually are a skin cancer risk. Wellnessmama.com shares some interesting insights. She writes, there are two ways a sunscreen can protect the skin from sun damage, with a mineral barrier or a chemical one. Mineral sunscreens typically include ingredients like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, which create a physical barrier to protect the skin from the sun. Chemical sunscreens use one or more chemicals, including oxybenzoin and avobenzoin and four or five others I definitely cannot pronounce. As Wellness Mama states, if you've been around her blog, you will probably have seen her stance that if you can't eat it, you shouldn't put it on your skin. But those sunscreen chemicals raise some special concerns because many are able to cross into the skin and other tissue. With these chemicals, it's important to ask questions such as, will this product cross the skin and get into tissues in the body? Does this chemical have the potential to disrupt hormones, especially in children? Are there long-term or allergy reactions to these chemicals? This new research by Environmental Working Group, or EWG, reveals that the chemicals commonly used in sunscreen are endocrine disruptors, estrogenic, and may interfere with thyroid and other hormone processes in the body. We've included the link to EWG's website, sunscreen page so that you can read about all the details. So we're going to talk a bit about this oxybenzone, Candice, because it's the most common sunscreen chemical, and it's been found in 96% of the population by a recent study by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. This is especially alarming since oxybenzone is considered an endocrine disruptor, can reduce sperm count in men, and may contribute to endometriosis in women. The EWG warns against using oxybenzone, especially on children or pregnant and breastfeeding women. Even more alarming, of the 1,400-plus sunscreens tested by the EWG, only 5% met their safety standards, and over 40% were listed as potentially contributing to skin cancer. A vitamin A derivative, retinol, Palmitate that is often used in sunscreens was shown to speed up the growth growth of cancerous cells by 21%. Spray sunscreens have become increasingly popular in recent years, 
but have additional dangers, especially if inhaled. Consumer Reports warns that spray sunscreen should not be used on children and that adults should exercise caution and make sure not to use them on the face or inhale them. Many sunscreens also contain a chemical that I can't pronounce, methyl something something. <laughs> I have this on our website, which the American Contact Dermis, uh, Dermatitis Society named as its allergen of the year. Oh, great. That's, that's a wonderful <laughs> award to get. The EWG's most recent report listed Neutrogena as the number one sunscreen brand to avoid, citing high concentrations of oxybenzone and other hormone-disrupting chemicals and misleading claims about their SPF levels. That is just absolutely amazing. I knew, I knew some of that, but not all of it, and I didn't know anything about the spray sun creams, which I see everybody spraying on their children all the time. Right. So hopefully they will um, look into that more and look for some more natural sunscreens. To go along with sunscreens, we want to talk about the vitamin D dilemma. Every time this topic is brought up, the majority of the responses will be that skin cancer is, of course, very serious. So how can it possibly be important to spend time getting your vitamin D from the sun? Most sunscreens completely block the body's ability to manufacture vitamin D. Per wellnessmama.com, statistically, 75% of us are deficient in vitamin D, and vitamin D deficiency has been linked to higher risk of cancer and heart disease, which kill more people than skin cancer per year. We might literally be cutting off our noses to spite our faces when it comes to sun exposure. We lather up with chemical sunscreens that have the potential to greatly increase skin cancer risk and reduce vitamin D production in the name of avoiding skin cancer, and we increase our, increase our risk for more widespread diseases related to vitamin D deficiency. We all need vitamin D to be healthy. You need to get out into the sun for 10 to 15 minutes a day, either in the early morning or late afternoon. You cannot get an adequate amount of vitamin D from your food. It is impossible to get vitamin D toxicity from the sun. It stays active in the blood twice as long as vitamin D obtained through food. Vitamin D provides against osteoporosis, heart disease, breast cancer, prostate cancer, colon cancer. It protects against depression, insomnia, and an overactive immune system. The top 10 symptoms of our vitamin D deficiency are weak muscle and bones, feeling blue and depressed, pain sensitivity, gum disease, high blood pressure, fatigue and sleepiness, mood swings, overweight, excessive head sweating, and allergies. Wow. So... (laughs) So many people who have been trying to avoid the sun by lathering themselves with these sunblocks are actually putting toxins into their body. They're blocking off the benefits of vitamin D from the sun. And having grown up in California, I, I get it. I understand it seems to be like the norm to want this beautiful tan. And I tell you, it's it's just not, not worth it. And I wish we could could hopefully do this information we can let everybody know that um, cover up you know if you want to spend a little bit of time in the sun and get your vitamin d and you don't need to spend hours and hours uh in in get burned no absolutely not so we have included many links to interesting research and articles on our blog post at healinglifewisdom.com when you research you will find that there are safer natural options and here's some of the brand names that i found Centegrity Natural Mineral Sunscreen, 
Say Moi, Gentle Mineral Sunscreen, Lotion, Broad Spectrum, All Good Sport Sunscreen Spray, Badger Baby Sunscreen Cream, and more. Also, you can make your own sunscreen, and we've included a link to the wellnessmama.com's recipe. Yes, and also some other important information. Did you know that in July of 2018, the governor of Hawaii signed the first bill that will ban sunscreens containing chemicals harmful to the coral reefs? The bill, which was passed by the state lawmakers in May, will go into effect January 1, 2021. At that point, the sale or distribution of the over-counter sunscreens containing oxybenzoin and ox... <laughs> I can't pronounce the next one either, which helps How filter about UV ox- rays. Octinosate. We'll try. Okay, <laughs> which will help filter UV rays will be prohibited. A study by a nonprofit scientific organization found the chemicals cause bleaching, deformities, DNA damage, and ultimately death in coral when they're washed off beachgoers or discharged into wastewater treatment plants and then deposited into bodies of water. In February of this year, Key West has also banned sunscreens containing chemicals believed to harm the coral reefs. The ban goes into effect in 2021. Why is it always so long to implement these bans? I'm sure they... It's years and years. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure they want to get rid of the the product that they have right now. Right. And I guess they have to figure out some other chemical, I don't know, to to (laughs) put in. So I was thinking, Candace, I don't remember. We spent some time at the beach when we were kids. I do not remember our mom putting any sort of sunscreen on us. Do you? I don't know that sunscreen was available then. Um, I know she used um, olive oil. Well, I don't remember that. Her putting olive oil on her skin, not necessarily as, um, obviously not as a sunscreen, but the only thing I ever remember putting on her skin was olive oil. Yeah, I know that people, like when I moved to Pittsburgh, everybody used wasn't olive oil, some kind of oil they put on their skin. And they just sat out in the chairs and baked. (laughs) I was never that kind of a sun worshiper. I... I stayed yeah. covered, but yes, it, it, they, uh, yeah. Before sunscreen came in, everybody poured oil on them. I don't yeah, even remember coconut oil. oil. Definitely okay. in Hawaii, coconut, coconut oil. That's true. It just—I remember years and years ago. It just scared me so much. It was so frightening to watch these mamas and papas and grandparents who thought they were doing such a good thing for the little ones and pouring all these toxins into their bodies. And now, now. Our government is even taking the steps to protect our coral reefs, but and they're kind of taking steps to protect us. It's just taking a, a while to get all of these things brought to the surface so that we can see some changes. Well, I think one thing, I'm not much of a computer person, but I think the Internet's really helped um, a lot of the information to get out that w- didn't get out before. There's so many people right. that are on the Internet and, and, and researching things that it's the just the whole the whole world now knows all of it. They, they can't hide things that they used to hide or ignore things that they used to ignore. Right, because I've certainly found as I'm researching topics, all the information's there, but if you don't know the questions to ask or what to type into your Google search or it's not even on your mind, you're, you're not going to have any interest in it, but, but the answers are all there and the options are, yeah. are all there. So yeah. we're going to lighten this up a little bit. I don't know, is house <laughs> cleaning a lighter topic? Let's talk about natural cleaning products. When it comes to using natural products around your house, there are some great natural cleaning solutions. 
take the lemon, for instance. Last week, we talked about using lemon juice for a natural weed killer. And lemon juice is really good for detoxing your liver. But did you know that lemons can be used for household cleaning tasks, such as cleaning your grout, neutralizing odors on your hands after touching raw fish, laundry, used to brighten your whites, or remove stains from plastic food containers? I did not know about removing stains from plastic food containers with uh, lemon. I'll have to remember that because something sometimes like spaghetti sauce and stuff really stains. If that right, works. Give, give it a try and let us know. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about uh, liquid Castile soap. I buy my liquid Castile soap at Trader Joe's. I love the peppermint soap. You can dilute it to clean floors, marble countertops, sinks, showers, tubs, ceramic tiles, stovetop, and vent hoods. Like other soaps, this plant-based based version efficiently loosens grime and dirt from surfaces, but it's gentler so it won't dull them. So Trader Joe's sells the uh, Dr. Bronner's liquid Castile soap, and it's pretty big. I don't even know how many ounces. Big. And it's $12. I actually, oh. oh, go ahead. I actually ha- have it at the shop now. Okay. Oh, okay. And so you have it in smaller containers or no it's a, it's a big and i think it's like Same 17 dollars it's 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 more expensive than mine i'm right. more expensive than trader joe's but it's well, a very large a, bottle and it goes a long way right i did see it at trader joe's this morning at my my trader joe's it, for 12.99 but don't let that price or whatever price you end up having to pay don't let that scare you because it goes a long long way it's, and it's especially right i pour it into uh, a soap dispenser, and I mix it half and half, or one third soap and two thirds water. It goes a very long ways, and there are so many people who use those um, antibacterial soaps that are not good for you. And we'll talk about that in in another episode. So grab your liquid Castile soap, and it has so many uses. I actually use the rose scented Castile soap to wash my dogs. Oh, that sounds good. That smells good. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. The last natural cleaning product that I wanted to talk about was vinegar. This acidic wonder can wipe out tarnish, soap scum, mineral deposits, and more. Among natural cleaners, it's considered the clear champ. Distilled white vinegar creates an environment that inhibits the growth of mold, mildew, and some bacteria such as E. coli and salmonella. And you can use it to clean your coffee maker, dishwasher, drains, floors, glassware, moldy walls, shower heads, and also your steam iron. I wonder how many people these days still iron. I don't know. And <laughs> all you need to do is mix a quarter cup of vinegar, two cups of water, and a squirt of your Castile soap into a spray bottle to spritz your windows and wipe them down with a sheet of newspaper to get a nice um, clean window. Vinegar has so many uses, it's absolutely amazing. I think we need to do a whole section on household cleaning in the future and also add um, the essential oils that that are great for house cleaning. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about essential oils for that. And it's really cool. I just, um, I am not a gym person, but I won um, one month unlimited membership to Pure Bar and at an auction (laughs) recently so i've taken a couple of classes and it's so cool because they have you wipe down the mats at the end with an essential oil mix and i thought these are my people People. Um, (laughs) so i was very very happy for that 
anything else going on, Candace, this week at the store that you're hearing about or not hearing about? I'm not hearing about much at the store. It's been really quiet, and I don't know where people are. Um, usually we have lots of people coming in and discussing health things and herbs and essential oils, and this week, very quiet. Um, it is a change of weather here. We're really going into spring, and so a lot of people are outdoors, which they're out there getting their vitamin D, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not not too much, um, I don't know, very quiet. So they're they're focused on other things at the moment. Well, one of the things that came across, must have been in Facebook, because I follow a lot of different pages on Facebook, is a site called The Truth About Cancer. And uh, I actually think it was through Erin uh, Elizabeth or Dr. McCullough that I may have heard about it. And they have a series of seven episodes that they are playing. Uh, today is the fifth episode. And so I've been watching these every day. And it is so amazing, the information that they have put together. They've been traveling Asia, and so they go to Singapore, and I think today is Manila, uh, to talk about with medical doctors that uh, use some of the traditional methods in their countries for healing. And it was so enlightening and so positive to hear how these doctors are using choices other than chemo and getting some really great results from their tens of thousands of patients. So I do want to encourage our listeners, if you haven't heard the truth about cancer, go check it out and see if you can still sign up for some of their remaining episodes. Oh, I just listened to an episode today and I was listening to the Singapore one and it was absolutely amazing. Um, again, it's all alternative, although these are all medical doctors um, a lot about energy healing, emotional healing, positivity. It was it was so refreshing and so helpful. And then they got into a lot of the Asian herbs, which was fascinating. So I do say, you know, along with you, that try it, try it. if you have, you know, interest in that to go uh, find these. Um, yeah, if you know videos. somebody who's who's been diagnosed and and has given up on maybe some of the more Western medicine. Um, Take a look because, oh, my gosh, it was wonderful to, to hear what's going on out there. Also, this week I posted on the Healing Life Wisdom uh, website, Candace wrote an article about the solar sun flares. I don't know if you know that I posted that, Candace. I did see that. Okay. I think you sent me an email. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. You got one yeah. of you got one of our broadcast <laughs> emails. Yes, yes, I did. And so you're going to want to read that because – it's very interesting information that she's sharing. We touched a little bit on last week's episode, but Candace goes into more detail uh, on that. And I have a couple more posts that I'll put tonight that are supporting uh, the topics that we have in this podcast. Good, good. Yeah, there's just so much to, to share with everybody, and we get so excited on certain things, and it's just how everything in the world is affecting us we don't realize, and how right. to stay healthy is to be aware of everything. Education is key. Right. So I've been so busy chatting with you, I didn't realize we had a caller waiting on the line. So oh, okay. I'm going to bring our caller on the line um, from area code 301. Welcome to Hi Life Wisdom. Hello. Hey, welcome. You're welcome. This is Karen. Oh. Hi, I'm, Karen. I'm, I'm having, Hello. Hey, Karen. I'm having a little bit of a difficult time hearing you. Well, I do talk there. loud. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Right there. Okay. 
Will Candace have in her studio ingredients to make enough um, uh, suntan lotion and sun sunscreen blocker? I'm sure I have all the ingredients. I meant to go write that down. I even think I have some recipes here and there, but I'm going to go to wellnessmama.com and, and get her recipe, um, and we'll what, make it up in the shop. <laughs> yeah, what you were saying is really very frightening. You know, it is. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's like you're you're spraying uh, a Roundup on you. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It, <laughs> it is. It's it's very well, frightening, and those companies aren't looking after us. They're they're putting in chemicals that are that are not good for our bodies. Right. Right. Well, I'm gonna check on everything because I've got three little ones that. Um, you know, when they're outside, I put lotion on before, during, after. And, uh, you know, you think you're buying a product that's baby safe. Right. And it just might not be. So I guess that's my next act is to make suntan lotion for everyone. Well, yeah, that's so we're we'll thrilled do that. That, each, that each week we're giving you something new to do, Karen. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's what I need, exactly, something you need to do, <laughs> instead of separating beads. <laughs> well, and, you know, you mentioned um, on these little ones, like applying and reapplying and reapplying, because if they do oh. get in the water, of course, the recommendation is reapply, reapply. So they're getting yeah. double and quadruple doses of this. Right, and but the spray is so easy. Right. You know, right. You, you see mothers, the spray is easy because children don't want that stuff on them. They don't want the sticky. They don't want, and uh, so now everybody just sprays. So I guess when I go to the beach, I'm going to have to be the, the the bearer of bad news. Be the wise woman <laughs> that you mothers. are. <laughs> right, right. Well, I just wanted to... to mention that and check in and uh, I, I hope that those that are listening will throw away all their suntan lotion even though yeah. it's costly but uh, get rid of it yeah absolutely and you can make your own sunscreen because you can also go to the drugstore if you read every single bottle they do have usually one or two um, natural sunscreens like at the drugstore but right. you have to read every right. single bottle and it takes forever but um, it is available if you don't want to make your own, but we will definitely practice making sunscreen this yes, week. Yes, we will. Okay, that's Tuesday's Tuesday's uh, venture. Okay. For <laughs> adventure. Thanks for calling, right, Carol. Girls. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Well, there's a perfect example of a, of a, of a grandmother who thought she was doing something good thought, for the grandbaby. Absolutely. And uh, I have told her this before. <laughs> she mm. just didn't believe me. Oh. Okay, well, good. Uh, I, we well, had this discussion one day that I, I, I know that she was there, and that uh, okay. you have to hear it from certain people and from and uh, some statistics to back it up. So right. Just telling you, well, that's not good for you. You're like, yeah, okay, sure. Maybe not, but not today. <laughs> but you need to have the <laughs> right. facts behind it. And then you right. can make a and better that's what decision. We always try and do as we're sharing information here is I do try and pull together as many facts as I can so that it's not just hearsay. And you can so easily go type these things in on a on a search 
and you're going to be able to find the information I have and more because right. it's very difficult. We try to shorten our information and 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 put more links into our blog posts because there's so much information out there. There is, and we just don't want to put you to sleep with endless facts, but just give you the <laughs> basic things, and then if you're interested, you can go research more on your own. Right. And I do always put links on our Facebook page, plus more during the week that we don't even cover in our podcast, so be sure and go and follow our page and like our page. And the same thing on Twitter, that I'm posting uh, something new or two new things a day. And so if you are onto Twitter, which I know you're not, Candace, (laughs) but it's a great way for a lot of people to share information. So we are active there also. Well, that wraps up for this Sunday, Miss Candace. Yes, it does, and I think that was wonderful information, and I hope everybody um, finds some use for it and uh, changes some things in their lives. All right, so I know we'll be talking during the week, but I look forward to next Sunday night right here with you on Block Talk Radio. Yes, I'm ready for next. I'm working on next Sunday now. <laughs> okay, perfect. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more information, I invite you to go to HealingLifeWisdom.com, click on Blog Archives, and you can find the post that Candace and I wrote on today's topic. And uh, you can check out the links to the Healing Life Wisdom On Demand podcast, just like this one. Also, as I just mentioned, follow us on Twitter at HealingLife444 or Facebook at Healing Life Wisdom. And keep this discussion going by sharing our links with your friends and family. It's so important that we all share on our path to wellness. I'm Tiffany Windsor, and this is Healing Life Wisdom. Have a fabulous and healthy week. Thanks for listening.